Hello and welcome to Essex by the Sea. I'm Owen Ward, exploring the Essex coast, finding out about the amazing and interesting stories it has to offer. For this episode, I'm in the historic town of Harwich, and this is the sound of the Time and Tide Bell. It's newly been installed in Harwich, and there's a number of people who I'm here to meet who are behind the installation of it. First of all, let's speak to uh, Peter. Uh, Peter, you are from the Time and Tide Bell organisation. Tell me a bit more about it and what it's for. We see our role as being promoting the installation of these bells around the coast of the UK. There are now eight, uh, of which most are in England, but there are a couple in Wales and one in Scotland. Um, they are public artworks. They tell a lot of different stories, but one of them, perhaps the most pressing, is is a reminder of the fact that the sea level is rising. Um, the, as the years pass, the way in which these bells ring, because they ring at high tide, the waves strike a, an object which um, dangles down from the bell and that causes the bell to ring. Um, over the years, the pattern of that ringing will change and that's all to do with the, as you know, very, very uh, glacial, you might almost call it, um, rising of sea level. It's at about five millimetres a year at the moment, but likely to increase. The bells that have been installed previously are, are scattered around the, uh, the coast of the UK. Is there a particular reason that they've been placed in, in those locations? I mean, where was the first? The first was in Appledore in Devon, um, and the, the reason for their location, which is organic, I think it's probably the best way of describing where, how the, the, the process has, has happened. It's taken place over the last 15 years. They, they're to do with people, actually. They, if you look at the map of them, um, then you'll think that it is rather a, a, an old placing of them. Um, but it's the people who are in the, the locations, the, the villages, the, the towns that, uh, where they're sited who said, oh, this is a beautiful project, we'd like to have one of these bells here. And Marcus, the artist behind the project, or us as an organisation, which has come along in later years, we've responded by saying, yeah, we'd be delighted to help you get one of these installed. And then we've spent the the two, three, four or five years it takes to battle your way through all of the planning and fundraising and numerous other issues that go with getting one of these bells installed. I should say also that um, they're not just public artworks in the sense that we do have a range of other activities, education programmes, um, we've commissioned some touring artworks to go with them, which all, broadly speaking, are along the same, on the same theme of awareness of the fragility of the environment and, in particular, the challenge of, of sea level rise. You mentioned about the sea level being gradual, but places like here in Harwich, there's some very low-lying parts uh, around Harwich. We've seen coastal erosion uh, increase on the Nays, just down the coast at Walton as well. 
increases in the sea levels is going to have a big effect in years to come for coastal locations such as Harwich. certainly is, and it's something which, uh, in our view, and certainly in my personal view, a society is not facing up to at the, at the moment. It's not thinking through the issues of, of what of what happens to the people and their livelihoods and their homes and their workplaces that are on the coast which will become unworkable in some cases because there isn't the money in the world to build the sea defences to to keep some places uh, dry. In other places it's not such a challenge but um, there are plenty of bigger parts of the country, not necessarily in Essex, but certainly some smaller places around Essex, and the Harwich coast is vulnerable, that's for sure, where, you know, in, in decades, people will have to move, and no one, in my view, is, is really thinking very hard about that. Back to the bells themselves, then, that are around the UK, and the one here in Harwich, are, are they all of the same sort of design? We'll speak to uh, Marcus, who's designed the one here in Harwich, but, uh, or are they all unique and, and uh, specific to their unique location? Good question, uh, and the answer is yes and no. The bells themselves, big bronze castings, um, they are identical. The way the bells are mounted is also is very much local and so they are all very different the the one we've just installed in Harwich is is a a unique design which um, uh, there isn't another one around the coast in the country. Now the bell has been unveiled and uh, this weekend that we're recording the episode it is the International Sea Shanty Festival here in Harwich so Harwich is uh, thriving today with loads of people visiting and and lots of people getting to see the the bell as well. Yeah absolutely and there was a lovely gathering, must have been 150 people at the launch of the bell this inauguration perhaps this morning with with a specially composed sea shanty that talked about the time and tide bell it was a splendid occasion and and we were blessed with a really lovely day as well peter thank you uh, very much for joining me marcus is here as well marcus you are the designer of the bell describe what it looks like for us uh it's quite a simple shape it's a hourglass shape two bells put together end to end uh, with a pivot in the middle so that uh, as the sea moves underneath the bells, which are fixed, uh, they alternatively hit the top and the bottom of the bell, generating a variety of different notes out of the bell forms. The actual uh, bell itself is, is stationary. It's, it's not like a church bell that perhaps would swing round or, or, or blow in the breeze. This is, this is fixed, but the, the uh, mechanics inside is what rings the bell. Uh, but basically, if, if you think of a of a, a, a an hourglass or an egg timer at the narrow waist, that's where the pivot is, and a bar pivots at that, hitting the top of one bell or hitting the bottom of the of of the other bell. And the waves, as they uh, come crashing in here at Harwich, <laughs> will will ring the bell. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. And but I mean, the design of this form comes from. Um, I was uh, back in 2001 I lived down in Devon uh, on a small farm and we were in the centre of the foot and mouth outbreak in Devon and we were locked up for six months and at the end of that six month period um, my neighbour went uh, who, and started ringing the church bells I hadn't really thought about church bells but on that particular day they seemed to call me up the hill uh, to the church. and they were my neighbours so I normally see on a regular basis hadn't seen all this time and mr baker took me up in the tower and i saw the bells there and uh this extraordinary communication device that can both speak at funerals 
and at weddings. Uh, and I thought this was, an, as a sculptural subject, a fantastic uh, thing to have. And um, then my neighbours asked me to make something to commemorate the hardships that we'd been through. And I thought a bell that could be rung uh, by anybody uh, was a nice idea. And that bell was made and we put it in, uh, which was my first bell, a community bell. And that while I was watching that being uh, tuned at Whitechapel, I realized that, because I'm also a musician, that there were other harmonic constructions that were possible within bells. They don't have to sound like church bells. Church bells sound like they do for a particular reason. And different countries, different cultures make different bells. So uh, I got into the physics of it and uh, ended up finding a computer program that was originally uh, used to analyze vibration in multi-firing battery systems to stop the back plate from shattering. And I had the idea about inverting the program and maybe designing something in the virtual world which you'd know would vibrate in a particular way, certain frequencies would be heard, and then could we manufacture that? And the result of that was the time and tide bells. Uh, and uh, I wanted to create uh, a particular sound to be related and what I discovered is the shape is the sound and the sound is the shape and if you see these bells they are kind of crenellated they're corrugated in the, and that is to create this particular sound which has all the partials are in tune and it's got a major harmony to most which is a brighter more positive sound than the church bell which has a minor harmonic relationship for those people who are musicians will appreciate that difference having made that shape because of this had never been done before i then thought well, where could this bell speak uh, and i thought our relationship with the sea that both gives and takes is these bells could respond to that complicated environment at the unveiling over 100 people are there how does that make you feel knowing the the, the piece of art the musical instrument that, that you've created is now going to be enjoyed by by so many people um i think different people make things for different reasons for me the thing that really gives me the joy is seeing all the things that have happened around this bell uh there's libby here who's done these fantastic things with beach schools we've got citizen science the things that have come subsequently from my idea uh that happened in the uh back in devon years ago it has grown to something that's the thing that i find makes me gives me the most pride and pleasure marcus thank you ever so much indeed joining us now on the uh, the podcast is uh, libby libby essentially i understand your idea to install a bell here in harwich is that right yes so what happened in 2020 i was looking at um i went down an internet hole i suppose you call it i was uh, researching doing beach schools and I looked at uh, somebody who's doing a beach school up the coast in Brightlingsea, Juliet Heppel. She's involved with the Time and Tide Bell. And uh, there was something on her page or that led me to looking at the Time and D- Tide Bell project. And I started looking at that and I saw that they put an advert out for, um, we need new homes for bells. So if you think your town would be interesting, give us a call, da 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 da. And um, I thought, yeah, literally, I remember making this, sending them a message 
very quickly on Facebook or whatever messaging system it was, I can't remember, and um, saying, you should come to Harwich, Harwich would be great, I think it'd be great for this, we've got loads of history, yada, 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 uh, come here, da, da, da. And um, they answered me and uh, we got a meeting organised and then we went and looked around at the coast and then we came back to the Alma and we had a meeting with people from the district council, town council, somebody involved in the arts... There were lots of different people here that seemed to think it would be a good idea, and that's how it all started. A lot of coordination then, two years in the uh, undertaking from that initial spark of interest to it actually being installed. And as you say, loads of people involved with that. Uh, I know Trinity House were involved with uh, helping to actually install the bell uh, on the waterfront here in, in Harwich. And as you say, the town council and planners and uh, the local community and societies as well. What does it mean? for Harwich now to have this bell in place, do you think? Well, somebody said to me um, regarding the Kinders Transport uh, installation that we have here, interest is quiet at the beginning and then it builds and it kind of builds exponentially until it gets really close to the date or time that it's happening and then interest really peaks, really peaks and that's exactly what's happened here. I think... Any community is full of a mixture of inclination. You'll get those that are behind it, those that are interested, those that have no interest, those that are against it. And there's been a a great big uh, sway towards those that are interested. So for us here in Harwich, what does it mean? Number one, it's great to have something beautiful on our coastline something different number two it's great to have something that gets people talking number three it's great to have something that will have ongoing resonance in the community whether it be tourism because people will come here knowing that there's a bell here people will talk about it because of the noise that it makes or whether they really enjoy the sound of it, which is something that's come out over the last two or three days. Oh, the sound is amazing. It's, oh, And personally, I'm looking for a time when it's all calmed down a bit and I can just go and sit down and enjoy the sound on my own. And it's not just about an art installation, a nice sound when the tide is ebbing and flowing. It's led on to other things as well, isn't it, that you've now been involved with? Yeah, as somebody who delivers beach school, it's a, it's a lovely addition to Beach School in that I can say what it's for. It's talking about climate change, it's talking about rising sea levels. Then there's just the mechanism of it being to do with tides. There are children here in this town that don't frequent the beach, that have never been to the beach. So perhaps it's something that will encourage them to drag their families out. And then there's the, from thinking about our relationships with the sea, it's talking about uh, heritage, history. Um, so part of that I've been involved in a uh, coastal connections project which is interviewing people locally that have had a relationship with the sea in some way or another all their lives. If the sea has changed and the coast has changed, their work or their life has changed. Now that the bell's installed, it's been unveiled, everybody knows about it now, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Really proud of our community, really proud. Um, This is a struggling community in many ways. It's second highest on the uh, child deprivation scale here. So you've got an awful lot of struggling families. 
who being part of their coastal community might not be high on their agenda you know they've got it they've got a with the rising fuel costs the rising cost of living that's what they've got to sort out so perhaps if I can engage them in what's going on at the seaside what's going on with our sea what's going on with our world if I've impacted or if our the bell has impacted lives I'm just really delighted with that I'm really proud of the community for putting their hands in the pockets to help pay for it because there, there isn't a, a terrific amount of spare cash around and helping to pay for something that doesn't bring much to your life your kitchen table is um is a big ask I'm just really delighted that so many people have uh, invested and local businesses um have seen the potential and got involved so in that way we've got it's it's, be, it's become a nice big sort of family as you were like, not just a community because we are a big family here it's it's big, a, fa- a family project as opposed to just a community project it brings us all together really I very much get that sense from from the few people that I've just met uh, today recording this episode of Essex by the Sea. Libby, thank you so much for uh, chatting to me. Thank you also to Marcus and to Peter as well for joining me on this episode of Essex by the Sea. Thank you very much for having us. Don't forget you can follow Essex by the Sea on uh, a lot of social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok as well. So uh, until next time, thank you very much for listening.